to the Social Media Mindset Podcast. Social media is hard, but trying to do social media as somebody else is impossible. Do you struggle with imposter syndrome? Do you hate seeing yourself on camera? Are you unsure of what platform to be on and how often to show up there? Well, join the club. On every episode, you'll hear a real life person talk about their successes and struggles on social media, how they overcame their own insecurities, and they'll give practical insight for you to apply today. So if you're ready, let's start the show. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Social Media Mindset Podcast. And please remember, you guys, don't make me say this, but it's the world we live in. If you're listening to this and you haven't given a review, you haven't given me all those stars that are so stupid, but they matter to people, please go do that. It would mean the world to me. And I check the app every time and I don't see new ones and it makes me sad. So please, guys, go do that for me. And then Stick around because I have a very special guest today, Amber Britton. She, let me, let me just try to encompass for you who this woman is. She's not only just a top producing LO, and I'm going to let her talk about her numbers here in a minute. And you're going to go, oh, okay. Like when you said she was a top producer, okay, that's for real. That's a, that's a for real top producer. But she also is a branch leader for Movement Mortgage. She is a mom to three and I'm a dad to two and I'm exhausted all the time. So I can't even imagine what a mom to three is like, but you're also a wife to your amazing husband, Jeremy. And, and Amber, I am so excited that in, in spite of your craziness, you carved out some time to come on the social media mindset. So welcome to the show. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. I'm so excited and I had to put the craziness aside to join Kyle uh, Draper. Well, you know, I'm, I'm glad someone's willing to. <laughs> and and so Amber, tell everybody, you know, I, I don't love numbers the way a lot of people love numbers, right? Like, look at me, I'm amazing, but I do think numbers provide validity to what we're going to talk about. And so I know you were on our, our mutual friend, you know, Phil, Phil, Phil Dodd's podcast the other day. And you talked about, you know, it was what, three years ago, you were doing 20 something. Yeah. And then last year you did. So tell us that. 2019, I did about 24 million, um, really dove into video. I've been doing video for several years, but really dove into social media and video during the pandemic. As a lot of people did, everybody had a banner year in 2020 in the mortgage business, pretty much. So went from 24 million to 59 million. Wow. Um, and then 2021 closed about 265 uh, families and about 70, 72 million, somewhere around there. Woo. It's a lot of families. It, that that is a it, that is a lot of families. You you have got that right. And and you attribute a, a lot of your success to your your presence online. Absolutely. Right. And so so just before we dive into some some specifics like just talk to us in general about like, what do you feel like your presence on social media has allowed you to accomplish that a lot of your, your competitors can't do because they're not present? Yeah. Um, well, about four years ago, I had a coach, super amazing top producer at my old company. 
she started video, encouraged me to start video. So I started video when I was really, really terrible and awkward. And I would honestly give the videos to my assistant, let her post them and never watch them because they were so bad. And I would, yeah, I would critique them and then they would never make it anywhere. So, um, anyway, I think it's allowed me, she challenged me to go from one to many and it's allowed me to do that. So, with a huge amount of, you know, referral partners and client database and all of that has allowed me to stay in front of them and stay present. And I think when I post, you know, a lot of the personal stuff, there's a lot more engagement, obviously with kids and family and husband than the numbers. People don't care about the numbers, like you said earlier, you know? Um, So people are a lot more engaged and they feel like they know me. So when I have that first meeting with a new realtor, all the time I hear, I feel like I know you already. And that's obviously by design. And that's mm. because of social media. It, I have to not get mad. Right. When, when we talk about this subject that people don't understand the, the levity of people truly saying, I feel like I know you. Right. And you've never met in person. It's unbelievable. Right. Like, I mean, this is my living, right. Yeah. I walk into rooms all over America where people are like, oh my gosh, I love your videos. I'm like, who are you? Right. Yeah. How is this hat? This is real life. And, and we're normal people, right? There's nothing right. special about us. And, and so t- take us all the way back to the, the coach that you had that encouraged you to get on video because in the beginning, we're awful. We, we hate everything about it. Most people quit. You didn't. So while you hated the videos you were doing, while you didn't watch them back because you didn't want to hear yourself talk, you didn't want to see your face move. Yeah. Like, what was it for you that you were like, no, I'm not quitting. I'm doing this. It will get better. Like, talk us through some of your own just mental breakthroughs that it took for you to overcome that, that moment in time. Well, I think you just have to be determined. I'm a very driven individual naturally. And I knew that it was where everything was going and that we were going to have to do video down the road. So getting started a lot earlier meant that a lot of people didn't see the bad stuff in the beginning. But then in 2019, I decided I went to women's retreat and I was like, you know what? I'm perfectly imperfect. Come on. That's a, that's a great phrase. And I decided to live unapologetically in for Britain And what that means to me is I quit worrying about what everybody else thought. And so I'll I'll be honest with you. (laughs) My son was in um, counseling back in like 2019. And I did a Facebook live one day and poured my heart out on a Facebook live, full tears and everything talking about my son and his battle with mental health. And Several people, including some of my realtors, reached out and said, that is my favorite video you've ever done. Mm. And it was 100% vulnerable. And I realized then that that's what people want to see. So I decided to show up my true authentic self and live vulnerably in front of thousands of people on social media. But people can relate to that. And that's what I've you know realized. So they do feel like they know you so they can come to you for what should be a, shouldn't be a daunting task of getting a mortgage. And you're going to love them like your brother or your sister or your family, because they know that's how I show up for people. Yeah. So 
did it start it? Cause it sounds like to me, you know, you, you talk about that story about your son. Was there a moment where you were like, Oh my gosh, like our story can help people. Yeah, absolutely. Was that a part of that moment of like, uh, almost like your silence is robbing others of, of potential blessing by being able to hear your story. Yeah. And I think that in a lot of situations, you know, even using social media with client stories, obviously not saying names or anything, but I think the, the idea for social media is for people to be able to see themselves in your story. Right. So whether Mm. that's personal or whether that is, you know, loan related, or say you helped a single mom get her credit where she could purchase a home and get her and her son out of an apartment complex that was no longer safe for them. That matters. Right. And so that particular client is an absolute raving fan now and sends me referrals all the time. So good. But what if you gave somebody hope by sharing that story? Right. So you, you have to take yourself out of the picture and just be like a vessel to share what you know to be true. And that's what I do. So good. And I, I feel like the rest of this episode is probably downhill because we just had like the pinnacle moment <laughs> because it truly like what frustrates me about social media is those that are willing to get on for a lot of realtors and lenders, they're only showing their perfect moments. Well, if we know that people want to see themselves in our story, but the only parts of our story are the perfect parts well, now we're robbing people of being able to see themselves in our story because they know how broken they are. And but so then you're they can't sp- relate either, right? right? Because they are broken and you're showing up in this perfect fashion. That's just the highlight reel. Yep. And I am like all the time saying, I'm going to be transparent with y'all because that's who I am. And that's who y'all know me to be. Yeah. Whether it's good, bad or ugly. Yeah. But I think that's where the relatability and the volume increase has happened over the last two years is just sharing the good, obviously, but yeah. it's by any means, not a highlight reel. Um, it's the good, right. bad, and the ugly for sure. So, so walk us through, you know, when you started four years ago doing video, what, like what type of video and what platform were you doing it on? And then talk us through like the progression of like, you know, I started on Facebook doing this and then I started, you know, doing, and now I do reels and take, like, what is that? What does that progression look like for you? So it started um, with client videos that we would email out at different milestones in the process. Okay. Terrible lighting. Like I saw a replay of it the other day and (laughs) I'm like, what were we thinking? But like, whatever. Um, And then some Facebook videos here and there, nothing consistently. And then I started realizing that I was a lot better at Facebook Live than trying to shoot something scripted. Um, It felt very forced. I would have to shoot it 25 times. Okay. But the live obviously doesn't allow for any mess ups, but there was like freedom in that. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I moved to lives in 2020, 2021, and then hired a social media manager at the end of 2021, just to take it to the next level. Okay. We shoot once a month. Um, we shoot pictures for graphics or whatever, like branding pics once a month, um, reels and videos all in about three or four hour period that we record that one day and we record. So they, they post about three days a week and then I fill in the gap. So they post Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 
Love graphic, real video. And then I fill in reels now on Tuesdays and Thursdays and usually some on the weekends because that's what's, that's what's keeping the algorithms going as we all yeah. know. So I'm like, well, I got to step up my real game. <laughs> yeah. So, so let's, so let's talk about reels. Um, how, like, I know you do quite a few of them and you, and you enjoy them, you know, so, so talk to us about like, how often are you doing reels? How do you think through your content? You know, we'll, let, let's dive into kind of the nitty gritty for the people that are like, I don't ever know what to say. And I don't know. So give us some of that. Stop overthinking it. That's what yes. I want to say. Yeah. Um, sometimes I will, will record three reels in a day. Like if I'm feeling it and my hair's done and I have makeup on, <laughs> then I might change a shirt out and do another one. Um, but as far as content, you know, I, I get up about five 30 every morning religiously okay. before family gets up or anything. I read, um, I was reading a really good book this morning and it was about social media. I think Kelly Rogers may have mentioned it on your episode. Oh, really? Um, I should probably remember that. Know what you're for. Oh yeah. So there's a chapter on social media. And so if I, if I, read something, whatever, have a situation at work. If a client asks a question and then two other people ask the same question, then I'll do a reel about it. Because if those three people have the same question, then chances are someone else has that exact same question. Um, So I try to educate, I try to entertain and um, I kind of batch it. So I'll do one. Now, full disclosure, I am working on doing transitions and I recorded a reel right before this call for an hour and then deleted it on accident oh, three no. minutes before we went live. Oh. It's going to be okay. So, you know, it's not perfect. Oh. Like, don't expect right. it to be. Right. If your words aren't on every single word, perfection, like perfection is the, what do you say? Perfection the enemy is, of done. Yeah. The enemy of yep. done. So, um, after your call with our team, I actually created a YouTube channel. Um, Very I, cool. Yeah. Created the videos to send out at Milestones. Um, created the Y video. Launched that on my website yesterday. So. Oh, you did. Okay. Great. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, let, so let's pause for a moment. Okay. Be, be, because you said the Y video. Right. So. For, so listeners, for those of you that don't under, may not understand like the context of this, obviously, this is from an outside conversation beyond this call, right? The origin story video is, is a video that I coach that really like most people don't know our stories. We assume everyone knows. And then we assume everyone else doesn't care when the reality is our story is what people connect to the most, even though we think it's boring. Great. Everyone else's lives are boring too. So yay, we're relatably boring together. And so, so this is the why video that you're talking about. So what, just break down for us. Like, what is your why? How did you articulate it in that video? Because I want people on this episode to really be able to like feel this and go, I could do that. Yeah. So I think, you know, I, I say on a regular basis, your why has to be stronger than your excuses every mm-hmm. single day. People are like, how do Good. you keep going? You're stronger. Your why has to be stronger than your excuses. So my why is super clear for me. It's to create generational wealth for my family. 
But in doing so, I want to be able to give back. So I decided to partner with Movement in November. And it was really because of their mission, which is to yeah. create a movement of change, as you know, yeah, um, or lead a movement of change. Um, so that's what I wanted to be about. I wanted to change from a life of success to a life of significance. And movement gives me that vehicle to do that, which has been amazing. So I love it. My why was really more about why I chose movement and why I believe in our story, which is it's a big deal. Like this is, this doesn't happen every day in the mortgage business. There's not mortgage companies out building hope centers all over South America, you know? So I knew I wanted to be a part of that. Um, And what, what I love about your why is right. Cause where a lot of people, when I coach people through this, what a lot of people struggle with is, well, like, what if my why is so specific, it like alienates a whole group of people. Right. And, and so your why you know, I want to create generational wealth for my family. If we just stop right there, that is appealing to people who already have generational wealth, right? The a rich person. It's also equally appealing, if not more appealing, to like, whoa, what generational I never wealth? Thought about that. that. Yeah, my family definitely didn't have. We and didn't so, so you're appealing to both sides of the equation by being very intentional with your language. And it's so powerful, right? And then poor people give back, rich people give back, you know, middle of the road people give back. And, and so by you narrating that why out loud for people, it instantly, when people go, okay, cool, we're going to pick an LO or, or you know, you're, you're a branch leader. So we're, let's pick a leader to work for. Everyone's the same except for, oh, wow, Amber's over here. And like, man, she's, she's really trying to create generational wealth for people that's a vision that I can buy into. Yeah. And now you instantly rise to the top by just simply telling people why you do what you do. Yeah. It's, it's impactful. And, you know, the story of my why I'll give you a snippet. So when my husband and I got married and got pregnant with my daughter, we were actually in income-based housing on WIC, everything like no money whatsoever. So it's been, it's been a journey. Um, You know, my first job ever in the mortgage, well, second job ever in the mortgage business, my branch branch manager asked me, how much do you want to make a year? And I said, man, Bob, $40,000 a year would change my Mm. family's life. Wow. And he laughed and he said, $40,000 a year. And I said, absolutely. I've got a baby at home like that. So to be on the flip side of that and be able to share that growth with strangers, whoever needs, um, you know, one of my goals, like five years ago was if God says, give, I don't want to have to say how yeah. I want to have it so that I can yeah. give when I he love that. prompts me to give. Um, so, good. so, so that's super clear to me. Um, yeah. three kiddos, you know, I've got them yeah. seven, 13 and almost 17. Wow. So we've got college coming up, but then I've got one in first grade, you know, so sure. we're going to, we're going to be um, creating generational wealth for a long time. Absolutely. And so I, I want you, Amber, to put, I want I want you to put your coaching hat on because you've done a lot of coaching in, in the, the mortgage space as well. Yes. And, and so I want to go, you know, you said a few minutes ago, your why has to be stronger than your excuses. And so you've coached people that could never overcome their excuses. You've coached people 
that, that have overcome their excuses. So for the listener that maybe like they, maybe they don't have clarity around their why maybe, you know, they're, they're good at lending, but this whole, like, Oh, put myself in front of the camera and, and, you know, risking the, the, the shame that, that someone could bring or, or looking stupid, how, like with your coaching hat on, how would you help them kind of overcome that and, or find more clarity in their why to help overcome that? Yeah. So I think, um, I think there's the law of the lid for a lot of people mm-hmm. and they can't see past that lid. Yeah. So they can't see their why because they're like, well, I'm cool where I am, whatever. But I would like to tell them, what if not sharing your story, like you have the ability to impact somebody's life. Mm-hmm. And what if by not sharing your story, you don't give somebody that opportunity, right? Yeah. So shame for me was really prevalent. And I think it held me back until 2019. And I think that's why I saw so much growth, if I'm being honest, wow. because I thought people would judge me because I didn't have a four-year degree. And oh, what if they knew that I was a bartender before? And the reality is nobody cares. If you deliver a good product and you have good service and you get people to the closing table and you love them well, they don't care about your four-year degree. It's not required in mortgage, right? Right. So sharing that story like shamelessly now is so powerful um, because people reach out to me all the time and say, how'd you do it? I'm like, a lot of hard work. First of all, let's, yeah. let's, nothing happens overnight, right? Like this is right. years of building, but I say, share your story, like get in front of the camera. And if, even if you record five videos and nobody ever sees them, like just get comfortable, just start doing something, Yeah. whether it is a funny reel that is easier and 15 seconds versus two minutes. Um, I'll be honest, like market data is really uncomfortable for me. I even tried to use a script on MBS Highway earlier and record it. Terrible. Uh, it's just not where it's it's not where my heart is, you know. Sure. So I'd rather yeah. shoot a reel and talk about bank statements and turning in all pages and make it funny than yeah. you know, that's also something people can relate to. But I would just say sit down and, and like have a moment of gratitude and like see what you're thankful for and, I love and that. like build on that, you know? Um, and I think you can figure out your why, if you think about what you're grateful for, yeah, like what that next level looks like for you. And, and guess what? Like being a top producer is not for everybody, to be honest, five years ago, no, seven years ago, I told my old boss, he said, you could do 50 million a year. If you, you know, I can see you doing 50 million a year. And I said, I don't want to do 50 million a year. Yeah. And he said, why? And I said, I don't want to work that hard. I've got three kids, you know, here we are. Um, Well, and that's the the power of influence. Yeah. Right. When like you have an army of Ambers that are out there fighting on your behalf while you're doing a podcast interview, while you're going to your first grader soccer game, while you're, you know, doing all the things that teenagers do, which consumes your entire life. Your, your (laughs) brand is never turned off. It's really not. And that's the power the video provides. It is. And, you know, especially with reels, because they continue to come up. And Mm -hmm. with the algorithms, the way that they are right now, I will post a video and it will get 30 views. And you, you made it 
so clear to me on a podcast I heard several weeks ago, but you said like, stop worrying about the views, right? Even if it does get 30 views, it's like having a room full of people for the day. Right. But then if you get a thousand or 1200 or 3000, that's like packing out a Coliseum. Like what an impact, you know, I I wouldn't be on this podcast without it. I can promise you that. Well, I mean, yeah, and neither would I. I I wouldn't even have this podcast, but it's so it's just it's so interesting the way we treat social media, right? Like we would be bragging if one of your LOs was like, Amber, guess what? I got to speak to a room of 30 buyers, right? We'd be like, oh, my gosh, that's incredible. But then we're like, oh, but I did a video and 30 people saw it. it. It's just it's so weird the way we've perverted the way we see that. When right. digital people are the same people as physical people. And, and so when we keep that perspective, I mean, good night. If you did a reel three times a week that only 30 people saw each time, right? that's 90 people, you know, that's 90 a week. That's 360 people a month, right? That's, that's over 4,000 people a year. And that's that only 30. <laughs> get to be in front of at 30 a pop. And it costs you nothing. So let me, I want to say this because I think it's really important. And I think a lot of our industry is lost on this like business aspect of social media. Okay. Um, they forget that they need to add the personal aspect into it. Yeah. It's great for you to share your realtor's new listing. It really is, but it's not going to get you any business more than likely. Yeah. And if you share a picture of like a picture from your anniversary, you may have 300 likes, but people know, oh, she's married. She likes to go to dinner at Fleming's for her anniversary, or she likes to take her family on vacation or whatever. It makes you relatable. So don't get lost yeah. in the business aspect and leave out the personal because it's so not going to get you where you want to be. It's so good. And then you can even take it a step further and you can passive brand it, right? Like, like So imagine in this example, if you and Jeremy's favorite restaurant is Fleming's, to go to, to go on date night for your anniversaries and you started giving Fleming's gift cards away at closings because that's part of your story. Yeah. And so then now every time you talk about Fleming's it's personal, but it's also the gift cards you give at closings because it's personal. And then now you just blended the worlds and that's what passive branding is. So, so as we wrap this up, tell like what's next? What's next for Amber Britton on the social media front? Like what, what have you ignored or what have you been like, I'm not going to do that yet. Uh, what, what's coming down the pipeline for where you feel like you need to get better at social. I launched a new website yesterday, amberbritton.com. Awesome. It has a shameless plug. Yes. It has team videos. My team is amazing. And so it has like an intro to our team. Love it. It has moving guides for different areas of Birmingham, which I think is awesome if you're yes. new to the area. So there's a wealth of information, um, you know, about the home buying process and all of that. So I'm really excited about that. And so I'm actually going to start writing blogs for that website. That's something new awesome. that I haven't done before. Yeah. Um, and I guess I'm going to step into TikTok. I'm just, I don't feel it, but yeah, it's so hard. But my daughter was like, mom, record the TikTok instead of the real, but I like the real. Well, I would just encourage you. Don't even ever like, 
for six months, I wouldn't even look at TikTok. Like I would even just hire your daughter and say, Hey, I downloaded the reel, put it on my TikTok for me and treat it like original video where you don't, it's out of sight, out of mind because you're already doing the work, right? You're doing the reel, which is also TikTok. So she's right. You might as well have that presence there. That's a great idea, doing... Kyle. I've been looking to hire her for something and that's a great idea. You know, well, Avery will thank um, you. The other thing I would, I would tell you to do is if you're going to start blogging, if you just like to write, then of course, write. But if at some point, if that becomes overwhelming, I would, I would do like five to six minute videos for your YouTube channel and then transcribe them. And then now they're blogs for your website. And then you can hyperlink the video in the blog. You can link the blog in the show notes of the YouTube video. And so now you're cross-pollinating. And uh, now you never get burnt out with like, oh, I got to write how many more blogs? It's so many easy, It's so much easier to go, oh, I just need to record five videos. And now I have five blog posts? Cool. Yeah. And, and so uh, so many people just go, oh, I'm just not a writer. Well, you don't have to be a writer. We're all talkers. Yeah. So just go talk it in front of the camera and now you have a blog post. That's awesome. I might so, need to repeat that after the call, but rev.com is the website to, to get transcription done and they're 99% accuracy. It's, it's unbelievable. Nice. So when? how you already told us amberbritton.com just launched yesterday, which is amazing. And, and so how else can the listeners to the show connect with you? Yeah, so I'm actually, I still have two Instagram pages as of now, but it's AB, A is an Apple, B is a boy team loans, or just Amber Britton on um, Instagram. Okay. And uh, Facebook is Amber Sykes Britton. So feel free to follow along with the craziness that is my life. I love it. And we will have all those in the show notes to make it easy for people. Amber, thank you. For, Thank you. for being on the show, for adding all this value, people, people are going to love it. I appreciate you having me on. Guys, get your butts to work. Get your butts to work. And as you go check out amberbritton.com, go ahead and leave me a review. Come on, people. Help this podcast get seen by more. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. We'll be back real soon with another cool person with an even cooler story. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Social Media Mindset Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please go follow and reach out to my guest. Also, please consider sharing and leaving a review wherever you consume this content because this is the world we live in. And your review online for others to see is invaluable for the success of this show. And remember, you're amazing. Talk to you soon.